Stuff I Learned Yesterday, episode number 470. Telling someone is better than willpower. Welcome to Stuff I Learned Yesterday. My name is Michael R. I much prefer long sleeves in the winter to shorts in summertime, and I believe that if you aren't learning, you aren't living. In today's episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I share what I've learned about the differences between trying to accomplish a goal on your own and receiving support from someone else. Well, happy Wednesday, everyone. I hope you're enjoying your week so far, and the weekend is almost here. And since this Stuff I Learned Yesterday is all about willpower, I was reminded when I was putting this episode together about a famous study that you may have heard of from Stanford University in which young children were given a choice. They could have a single marshmallow now, or if they could wait 15 minutes, they could have two. (laughs) The subjects were then left in the room alone with the marshmallow. A very small minority of the kids ate the marshmallow right away, but some did struggle with the choice, sometimes by turning their chair so it faced away from the marshmallow. Others would cover their eyes with their hands, start kicking the desk, tug on their pigtails, or even stroke the marshmallow as if it were a tiny stuffed animal. Some did eventually give in to temptation, but about a third were able to wait for the double reward. The end result of the study was that a direct correlation was made between those children who delayed gratification with their later success in school, and even their SAT scores, and their body mass index. Mental aptitude went beyond simply resisting temptation. Well, luckily, you do not need to exercise any willpower to participate in the Friday Forum. In fact, we want you to contribute to the Friday Forum because we'd love to hear what you've learned from your life experiences so that we can all be inspired by whatever lessons you've come to rely on over the years. And you can participate in the Friday Forum by calling our voice feedback line at 304-837-2278. Or you can visit goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback, and there you can type a message, or you can attach an audio file that maybe you recorded on your phone or your laptop. Or you can just use the handy-dandy speak pipe widget to record directly on the website. So here's what I learned yesterday. My willpower used to be pretty strong when it came to donuts. When I was on a low-carb diet during the days when Atkins and South Beach were making the rounds, I discovered it was true what they say about your body chemistry changing. After a while of sticking to high-protein foods and staying away from bread and pasta, you start to lose your craving for those carb-heavy items, including donuts. Pretty cool. In fact, every month on a Friday the different departments at the high school where I work host a breakfast for the staff. Sometimes the math teachers would bring in goodies. Other times it would be the English instructors treating us to yummy food. And whether there were homemade treats or fruit or bagels or eggs just depended on what people signed up to bring. But there were always donuts. And for the year that I was doing the low-carb thing, around 2003, 2004, somewhere in there, I was able to walk right by that table. I considered myself to have good willpower. 
sort of ascribing the ability to resist temptation to some mental fortitude, rather than to the chemistry of cravings. Well, when I got married, it became pretty impossible to stay low-carb, and not just because it fell out of fashion health-wise. My wife is an amazing cook, and she definitely includes pasta and baked goods in her repertoire. And I'm thankful for the wonderful meals she prepares in providing for our family. I certainly don't blame her for any kind of falling off the wagon in that sense. However, that being said, I certainly can't walk by the donut table anymore. With my body seeking out carbohydrates once more, the craving for bread and other starchy items returned with a vengeance. So much for my having strong willpower. But what if that's not it? What if it's more about a sense of responsibility to yourself to avoid unhealthy foods like donuts, if that's your goal? And it doesn't just have to be about food and dieting. What if willpower isn't about resisting temptation or making sure you stick to a task without distractions? What if it's about holding yourself accountable for the choices you make and not blaming some abstract concept like willpower, which, like the devil and angel on your shoulder, that whole image, it makes it seem like it's kind of disconnected from yourself, even though intellectually, we know that's really not how it works. I recently made a discovery at work when we lost our secretary due to budget cuts. My colleague in the school's library and I went from a staff of three to a staff of two, and we had to figure out how to pick up some of the tasks that our secretary used to take care of. Now, some of the work fell naturally into place, such as me taking over the financial records, since I already was in charge of procurement, and like her, taking over the book displays, since she did a majority of the materials selection anyway. But other tasks were less clear-cut, and we had to actively concentrate on getting some of the more menial work done in a timely fashion. And the discovery I made was this. If I relied on my sense of internal discipline in getting something menial done, such as reshelving books, it would pretty much always take a backseat to more important or likely more interesting tasks. But if I told my coworker that I was going to reshelve books, I was much more likely to actually follow through. I felt more accountable for getting it done because I had said it out loud. Now the key here is, there wasn't any real pressure from my colleague. She's not my boss or anything. We're on equal footing. And she wouldn't harbor any resentment if I said I was going to reshelve books and then I didn't do it. She'd just assume I got busy with something else. Regardless, the act of telling her I was going to do it was enough to make me feel that I had to do what I said. And that made the difference. It's almost as though I had the support of my friend and coworker in addition to whatever supposed willpower I exercised in accomplishing the task. Well, once I saw how well that worked, I started doing it more at home, too. I remember when I first got married, I always used to wonder why my wife would always tell me what she was going to make for dinner during the week on Sunday before she went shopping. I mean, clearly she didn't need my permission or assistance, and she knew I'd be happy with whatever she came up with for our meals. But I think she was not only trying to include me in the process, she was also organizing her thoughts by using me as a sounding board. So now I find myself doing that kind of thing all the time. 
As the weekend starts, just as Daryl does after the Friday Forum, I say out loud what it is I'm hoping to accomplish that weekend. Whether it's mowing the lawn, cleaning the bathrooms, or changing the water in the fish tank. Sure, my wife may agree that the grass is looking a bit long, but she's not the type to nag me with a honey-do list. All of the motivation and accountability is really coming from within me. I feel like I have to do what I said I'd do. Not for my wife necessarily, but for myself and for the benefit of my whole family. But here's the thing. Even though the motivation becomes intrinsic, almost feeling like willpower, the person that you tell about your goals is usually someone who will support you if you need them to. Maybe you'll even receive some assistance. And even if that help isn't necessary, it's at least appreciated. If I say I'll reshelve the books, maybe my colleague will pitch in. If I mention cleaning the bathrooms, maybe my wife will grab a sponge. You never know. Even if you don't expect help or even need it, you certainly wouldn't turn it down, and it might even make the job more enjoyable with company. And back to my original donut example, it works with things you have to do alone, too. Having trouble with your diet or exercise routine? Mention it to a friend, a spouse, or neighbor, and tell them the efforts you're trying to make. Maybe they'll put on their jogging shoes to go with you, or maybe they'll just give you some much-needed encouragement. Either is certainly better than trying to rely just on your own willpower. So here's what I learned. You don't need to go it alone, even on your most personal goals. Whether you need some outside encouragement or just a proxy for your own internal sense of accountability, telling someone else what you're trying to do can go a long way towards ensuring that your goals will be achieved. I mean, when you think about it, it makes total sense. Everything is better with a friend. Even if you're just trying to call your mom more often or pay your bills on time each month, telling someone and getting a friendly nod in return could be all you need to keep your word to yourself. After all, that's why we tell each other our New Year's resolutions, right? Now, it may not always work, but I definitely feel much more accountable when someone knows I'm trying to get something accomplished than I would be if I was just trying to motivate myself to stop checking Facebook and Twitter for the thousandth time and get some actual work done. Even though the people in your life might not care one way or the other if you get off your butt, they certainly make a great stand-in for your own conscience. I'm Michael R., and this has been Stuff I Learned Yesterday. Follow Golden Spiral Media on Twitter at GSM Podcasts and join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Stuff I Learned Yesterday. To subscribe to Stuff I Learned Yesterday, visit goldenspiralmedia.com slash subscribe. And if you've enjoyed this episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I would be grateful if you'd leave a review in iTunes by going to goldenspiralmedia.com slash iTunes. <laughs>